three, two, one. Welcome uh, to Politicking with Eddie. I'm Eddie. I got uh, let's what see, up? It's Doug. Eight up Zachary, there, y'all. and then uh, Doug. Doug's right here. Uh, apologize for the audio quality. It might be even worse than per usual, but uh, we are recording remotely for the first time ever. We tried to do be, this. Last it ain't gonna be that bad, man. It ain't like we in the like Stone Age, none. So you have not cool. heard. You, we have neither of us have heard audio. We didn't really test this properly. But my point was is that we tried this last week, and um, it we it did not work out well. It was not a good episode. So we didn't plan. You know, it's on me. So we jettisoned that, and we we did our homework this time. We're all on the same page. We're in a good space. We're slightly elevated in our uh, whatevers. Um, uh, in our libations, what he's yes. referring to is the pre-shot that we had before this thing. But yeah, go on. Eddie. Correct. Correct. So uh, yeah, so we're now on the same page. How do we feel about the president of the United States of America? You mean y'all president? Y'all, y'all claim that motherfucker shit. Hey, that's that's y'all president, man. How is he? I'm just, just let's 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 start there. Let's start there, Doug. How is he our president, but not your president? You know what? Because uh, speaking for black people, and I don't really do this a whole lot, and I like yes, you do. Yes, but, you do. No, I don't. I don't <laughs> say I speak for all the black people, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be confident when I say this. It wasn't us that got him in there. Okay. All right. Well. Diamond and Silk helped a great deal, I'm sure. No, they did you see not. that Diamond and Silk were just fired? I know, yeah, and, and they deserved that. And that, and I actually, I texted my uh, my uh, uh, father and my uncle about that. I said, hey, I hope they uh, got some life-changing money because, hey. They're going to they, be they, making they, money for years. They got, like, over a million Twitter followers. And Trump, uh, tw- like, tweeted at them yesterday. It said that he loves them, and so do millions of Americans. That's a sinking ship right there. I don't <laughs> know if I want to be tied to that, but hey, but hey, do do you? Hey, at Diamond Silk, if y'all ever see this, do y'all, man? Hope it works for you. Not really, but hope it works. So I mean, how? How? I mean, aside from the whole, he's my and and uh, Nate's president. I mean, I was just joking. I know y'all. I know y'all just test that motherfucker. Like I do, but hey, you know. I, I, only I just want to make it perfect. I only gave, you know, some of the best years of my life to electing, you know, the first black president, but that's neither here nor there. Um, how do we feel about the leader of our nation, the leader of the free world, going on national television and advising Americans? Well, not man, let's not let's not say advising Americans, but just floating it out there. Yeah, that potentially right. drink some bleach, inject hey. with an eye saw. You know, what, um, how do we feel about that? How you feel about that, Nate? I mean, here's the thing. It's the dumbest thing, and I couldn't even believe the clip. I had heard about it, heard about it, and I watched it. It's just dumb as hell. At the same time, who in their right mind? I don't care if Jesus Christ came from the heavens and said, inject bleach into I know who's dumb thousands, enough to do that. Thousands, states, uh, you know, all the states got calls about should we do this? So again, this goes back to um, the usual talking point that his base of supporters, it's like cult-like behavior. It's like a cult. 
that that's who you disregard your entire uh, basis. Disregard common sense. Uh, and health. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That. Like, like the fact is like, like people are disregarding the people that even like thinking on those terms are disregarding common sense because you were taught as a kid, you know, even like certain shit, you didn't have to be taught, but there's certain things that don't be drinking bleach. Don't drink antifreeze. You'll die. And people commit suicide by drinking bleach. Straight up. I mean, like that, that thousands were willing to think about it. Be like, shit. Yeah. I mean, does it, does this make enough sense that I should consider this? Exactly. That's, I mean, that's frightening. I don't think we knew how dumb this country was until I, at this moment, I mean, really did it because Straight it up. shows that these people that so many of his supporters are willing to, to follow him like into flames, like, like literally put their lives, like ignore everything they know about health and science previously and just follow every time this guy talks, no matter what it's about, he's right. That's fucking incredible. Hey. And just remember back when Obama was president, they used mm. to accuse people that supported Obama of being in a cult. Yeah. I mean, it's I fucking remarkable. But hey, it's all—it's always do as I say, not as I do. That's—that's that's been a refrain of this country since 1776. So, if we're gonna yes. keep it real, I mean, yeah, unfortunately, yes. Um, but no, that shit's hilarious though. Like people were like it literally like topping off their drinks with Clorox, and that's like like that's that's fucking hilarious to me. It's like there's some shit that you would think about like as a kid. It's like no, don't do that. Because yep. if you want to die, you do that. And there's full-grown adults that are literally looking at this as like, oh, and hey. And they're probably telling the their children. Yeah. Listen to the, the president. Thing. But you know what, though? I look at it as if you're stupid enough to think like that, fine. Charles Darwin has always said some, has already had some shit planned out for you. So those genes don't even need to pass on if that's how you think. So the, that's how I look see, at it. Again, the problem here is that this shit is just so contagious that people being stupid, you know, harms us all. And so I, I fucking wish it was about Darwinism, but it's really not. Um, at the same I mean, when time, it comes to that shit, when that bleach shit it does, but when it comes to like the virus, yeah, it's different. But when people like in literally yeah. injecting bleach into their bodies, that's a little bit different. Anybody, everybody ain't doing that. I will say that it's probably not too many Democrats, probably not too many non-Trump supporters that were considering that. I would say it's probably about 99% Trump hey, supporters that were. Se separating from political ideology, it's about common sense versus not. It don't matter what side you're on. If you it really, if I don't care who you supported as a candidate in last election or, or even this election, if you were seriously thinking about ejecting bleach in your body, Hey, there's nothing. There's nothing anybody can say for you. I'm saying I'm. I'm right or wrong. It is. It, it would be fucking crazy in 1920 if the government was printing advisories to the public saying don't inject bleach. Um, you mean a hundred years ago? That's what my yeah. I mean, it, it's it really is like the most surreal times. Uh, I, I I mean, we keep having to fucking raise the bar. Every no, time he does something or says something, it's it's Nate. Yeah, I said it keeps on getting crazier and crazier. Just nuts! It's insane. I can't believe it. 
So here we are. We're all recording this from our respective uh, homes, all in Denver, Colorado. Denver, Colorado is we're we're pretty much the first blue state that's really opening up, and uh, they're calling it kind of the stage two safer at home as opposed to safe at home which is allowing most of the businesses to open up again um the difference is that we're still maintaining social distancing people that are seniors and people that have uh these at-risk uh underlying conditions for the virus are you know supposed to still remain at home uh, it seems to me Again, we're we're a blue state, and and we have a newly elected uh, governor, Jared Polis, who's pretty popular governor. Governor, I'd say up until now, people are not really commenting a lot about the fact that we're op- we're among the first blue states to start opening up. And I'm, me, I'm one of those crazy. I'm one of those in the not commenting because I don't like it. But hey, there's got I guess there's I guess there's got to be a guinea pig somewhere. So they're using our, like our state, and I say our because we've been living here. We pay taxes here, so that's pretty much we got to consider our state. So, I mean, they're using our state as a guinea pig kind of like status. So we'll see, but I don't like it. To me, to me, it's not a huge surprise. I mean, it's a surprise um, because I have a lot of respect for the governor. But at the same time, he is as business friendly a Democrat as you will expect to find in 2020. Mm-hmm. And that was the big knock on him in his primary was was that he is too pro business. Um, and so, it's not it's not a huge surprise. But at the same time, it, I'm go, I'm just I'm terrified of what we're going to say what what things are going to look like in a month to two months from now after we've effectively started. Saying, you know, it might get bad for him. It might get bad for him, but it's uh, the thing is though, and that's like kind of like as we were talking about, like with the first thing in terms of how the president is talking about the bleach and all that old shit. You gotta show some common sense in this. It's like if you if you like in Atlanta, for example, where uh, where Governor Kemp is talking about opening up like as of Monday, like as soon as that, like everything damn near. But you, shoot, some- uh, you can get a massage. You can get a massage in Georgia right now. Exactly. I mean, like, I mean, it's it's been like that for a little bit, but like they're talking about opening up the whole like city damn near on uh, on Monday. But you got to show. Oh, May first, I should say. But um, you got to show some common sense here. It's like if you understand how this virus, uh, like what the warnings and everything have been saying, then you just need to stay home. No, at the end of the day, like, like, and I don't agree what Governor Post is doing, but hey, he's got he's got bigger people <laughs> that tell him to do things, <laughs> I guess. So we'll see what happens. But eh, to, right. to me, it's 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 stupid. Yeah, that's number one, mm-hmm. it's just not a good move. Um, we have one of the highest death rates in this state. Yeah, you know, for this virus. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not, we're not meeting the projections. We're not doing enough testing. I don't, this, this notion of balancing business interests with health is fucking bananas uh, to me when yeah. it's killing people, when it's killing yeah. healthy people. This notion that like, we gotta, 
like keep the bowling alleys going instead of like you know addressing both things but addressing both things from let's save as many people as possible standpoint as opposed as opposed to you know uh people got to be able to continue to bowl and uh get their massages and tattoos and shit and so i my hair is giant right now i'd like to get my hair cut but i'm not a fucking idiot and i realize if you're gonna get your hair cut and the person that's cutting your hair is a carrier for that virus you're getting that fucking virus i mean unless you're gonna get a really shitty haircut um, and, and I and I want to show my barber some love. Like I I I ain't seen my man in like a month in terms of how let the hair and shit. And that's that's a big deal. <laughs> so if like, I it, was a barber in the middle of this, and the governor opened up all the bar uh, barber shops and so on and stuff, I sent my ass home. Not, like be super close. To, you know what I'm saying? You're not hey, getting a good haircut right now. I don't know if I show up for work. If I was on that, like, no. Nah. There's going to be a lot of that. There's going to nah. be a lot of that. Like, but the thing, the thing is, though, is, like, there were barbers that, like, before when this stuff was jumping off and there, the stay-at-home orders were, pop, like, were happening everywhere. There was, there was like, a pl- uh, I don't know what city happened, but there were barbers that were, like, going, like, from place to place, like, where people were at, cutting hair, and then with less than a week, week and a half, barber dead. So Listen, the thing is, is... I want to get my hair cut. I want to buy these new Yeezys that I've been trying to buy for a minute. But I'm not going to be able to show them off for fucking probably a year or so. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be months before I can show off these Yeezys. Mm-hmm. So I'm putting it off for a minute. Mm-hmm. And the notion that people got to get, like, their hair cut on the, on the same regular basis that they're used to in the middle of a goddamn pandemic when we're not hanging out in large groups and we're not going to the club when we're, the bars are fucking closed, there's very minimal social interaction. To me, that is the ultimate, like, fucking America attitude, basically. It's like... Laissez-faire times a thousand. Yeah, and, and, that, and that aesthetic is everything, no matter what, even if your life could depend on it. And... um I'm just like I'm so fu- fucking terrified of this shit that um, it's it seems to be like opening up a state like Georgia right now where it's so obvious and and it borders five states. Yeah, well, to even talk about that—that that we're a country, we're a nation of fifty states where we don't have hard borders in between. The virus is not going to respect these borders. It's not people that go on fucking trips across state are ca- going to be carrying. I mean, this virus. It's people are, so goddamn right now. that I wish Al Gore was running the. I wish like a fucking nerd was running this country right now. That was just listening to the scientists. Yep. You know, it's it's remarkable. It's it's uh, it's disgusting. But like what I was talking about for like places like Georgia. You know, Atlanta in particular, we've seen that this virus disproportionately affects the black community and the brown community. And you look at a city like Atlanta, and it's just a fucking, it's a disaster waiting to happen in opening this city, opening this state prematurely. But the thing is, and like from some people that I like, that I see on Twitter that live there, and I need to call my aunt that lives there as well. I know she ain't gonna do no silly shit like that, but just it, it doesn't hurt to chat. But uh, 
the people that I talked that, that I've seen that have some sense, they're staying away from that. But it's it that's like you said, it's gonna be some collateral damage happens from this because the, the some people that are adhering to some common sense and the the stay at home orders are gonna you know get get some blowback from this. You know, the fact that exposed. this thing, the fact that this thing spreads so easily, yeah, and you know we could all have it right now and not have any clue about it. And yeah. the fact that when you go outside, you see only like, I say in my experience in the last month, like only 25% maybe of people are wearing masks outside. Oh, like no, people, that's changed. What? That's changed. At I don't least think so. I, when I was out a week ago. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe where you're at, like, wow, I'm like, I was everywhere I was at, whenever I was around, like doing grocery shopping, like every, like I'd say, uh, sixty, sixty-five percent of people I saw had masks. Okay, fine. Yeah, even even the same. Even if we're talking fifty, fifty percent or sixty percent. Mm-hmm. Now, this is before people started. The, the lawmakers started opening up these states, so people are going to feel more relaxed, and we know how much this virus spread. So even if you know a lot of people continue to take it seriously continue to act like there were still stay-at-home orders you know this thing is going to continue to spread and it's going to get crazy it's just like talk about like the second wave happening in terms of like um i think there's just going to be this one continue i i we're going to be dealing with this all year long and i we're trying to fool ourselves longer yeah yeah longer we're trying to fool ourselves about this shit and just like pretending it doesn't exist and just going about our business pretty much as usual is what what's I mean, interesting you know, what's interesting is these uh professional leagues like nba uh, they're I talking say, about their I opening. want I want sports and but that's the thing though but uh, but uh, here's the thing Nate oh, but the here, NFL is hilarious but go yeah, yes, go on go yeah on. they're funny but this is the thing this is coming from a person that if anybody knows me they know I'm a sports junkie I follow it a lot. I know stats in terms of stuff like that. But at the end of the day, sports are is all it is is the diversion from reality. That's all yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Because yes. it doesn't have it, it doesn't have anything in enrichment to your regular life in terms of like in terms of how you're gonna either make money or like get like I'd say enlightenment or shit like that as well. So if people are opening up, like they're going to open up these sportly, like NBA, for example, they're talking about opening up all these practice facilities and all that. Would you go to an NBA game in Denver right now? No, but it's not about going to it. They're, they're not talking about having people go. Yeah, but I'm saying eventually when they open everything up, it's going to happen. Because... I'm not going to shit in 2020. I'm not yeah, going I'm not to going shit to That's not my point, though. Here's I, don't, the thing. I don't care about going to the events. I want to see sports. I want to okay, see sports. so uh, let me give you a different example. Concerts. Yeah. Would you go to a concert? No, I wouldn't go to a concert. That's different. For how long, though? Until until the scientists say it's all right. And they're not going to say that shit this year. And yeah, we all no. wanted to go or to next. multiple shows. <laughs> or next. <laughs> That's my thing. <laughs> this I mean, shit could be hanging around for next year, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But, I, but I know that I'm not going to a concert in 2020, which sucks so much. But I've long accepted it. Oh, I've yeah. long accepted this. Or a sporting event. I'm not going to be going. But no, I, and that, again, it sucks. But I, my thing is, I think sports, and I think that people are going to start doing like virtual concert type of things. Like, 
I don't know if y'all heard about this, but Travis Scott. Yeah, on um, Fortnite, I heard about that. That, yeah. that was dope. The Fortnite thing, yeah, that, that was dope, I guess, yeah. It's like a big deal, but I think we'll start seeing more things like that to alleviate some of the stresses of I can't do anything. You know, because I think, think about it, people did have sports to watch. Now you got people that could start making their money again if they're betting on sports or whatever yeah. they're doing with sports, yeah. you know. Um, I just don't know that it's <sighs> – I don't know if the scientists would say that it's responsible. They're not going to say that. No, but okay. But, I mean, what, what league though? There's there's a league that just talked about that they're going to start doing some shit. I can't remember which one though. The Belarusian uh, 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 soccer league is going on right now. That and there there was another one. I want to say like the Korean baseball league is going to do games with no one in the. Oh, stands. the the what the, the the league in Singapore? I think it is. Is that what? And the UFC here is going to do it in minute in Orlando with no fans. Yes, in Florida, but, of course. In Florida. Yeah, well, I think it's uh, Ferguson and Justin Gaethje, Tony Ferguson and Justin Gaethje. But, I mean, pretty significant, but still, it's like, I don't know. It's, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go to it, but, like, you know, I'd watch they, it. They won't let you go to it. There's, like, no fans will be allowed. The thing is, the thing is, is like, with I've read articles that talk about, you know, even if they didn't have – people in the crowd to put on like the production is hundreds of people exactly and so that's what people are like not thinking about i'm thinking as a professional fighter would you really want to expose yourself to something like that there you go and we know you have to change the routines and stuff everything would be different everything would be different obviously i feel like it's one of those things that everyone would have to be tested blah 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 blah, you know all this type of stuff Oh, it's it's definitely a brave new world. Like yeah. this, the, the world is not going to be like what the world as we know uh, knew it to be around January is not going to continue as we know it. Yeah. I, know I really are- hate that. I really, really hate that people keep saying that and keep saying you can say goodbye to the handshake and say goodbye to you know all this. I don't That's know if it's going to be that drastic, theory. but like, I, like I won't say like you know like that drastic. But what I'm saying is like. Like you said, like people want to go to the bowling alley or movie theaters and want to be like this normal life a month after this this lockdown's happened. That's not going to happen. That's what I'm saying. In terms of like, oh, this laissez-faire act like a way of life. In terms of, oh, this virus is not going to affect me because I live in America. You know that shit's got to change. That's what that's what I'm getting at. Yep. Uh, this is uh we again the virus seems to not give a shit how much money you have and and to a large degree because we've seen plenty of rich old people die and again we're seeing like people in their twenties and thirties getting taken out by this um, getting strokes and shit twenties and thirties and again long term damage like yes. to their lungs and their brain and their heart yes. even yes. if they live this is yes. like it's like we're conditioned to not accept how terrible this truly is. Yeah. Because we, I, it does, it just, it never has stopped seeming surreal. Yeah. And um, it, I, again, as Americans, largely we're so used to always winning and always having everything of privilege at our fingertips compared to pretty much every other country. And so this is like a huge wake up call uh, and a huge leveler. I think in a large, to a large degree. And um, and like before, and the last thing I'm gonna say on this before we move on to the next topic is like Darwin said, the 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 survival of the fittest, and not necessarily the fit in terms of like 
physically, but mentally. You got to be mentally fit out here. If you out here making dumbass decisions, whenever people are telling you to advise you to stay at home, that hey, if you get some shit, just like that chick, that just like the shit that happened in Indiana, where it was like some anti-vaxxer woman was like challenging, like they they had some like gathering at the playground, and the police was like, hey, look, you need to disperse, and this is like, why don't you arrest me? Like, okay, I'll arrest you, and put the cuffs on her. You know, hey, look, you're you're being in a danger, endangerment to society at this point by you making dumb decisions. So just I am wholly in favor of uh, arresting people that violate such orders. So uh, let's, let's change the topic a little bit away from, uh, you know, the global pandemic that we're dealing be, with. Hey, the, the big thing, people be safe and go on it, but just be safe. Joe Biden uh, is looking for a vice presidential nominee. Who should he pick? Nate, who should he pick? I'm, I'm raising my hand for Joe. He needs to pick a regular Joe the Plumber type guy. That's me. So I'm. You, is that is that what your firm belief is? I'm throwing my hat in the ring. White collar white man. Exactly. How really? else are you going to get the white vote? Other than by he's picking the, the he's the guy man. that gets the white vote. Don't you get I that? I'm just joking. <laughs> he's <laughs> the he's the whiteness. Obviously. Um, Didn't he say he was picking a woman? hundred percent. He did commit to picking a woman. Um, well, which, who do you think, Eddie? This, Eddie, you're the nice sake of the show. So who do you think? Stacey Abrams, one hundred percent all day. I, I second that. Yeah, um, I think everyone's talking about. Yeah. I think she wants. There's so many reasons why I pick Stacey Abrams. She wants the job. Everybody yep. loves her. Uh, yep. When they when they get to know her, she's extremely likable on camera. She's extremely competent. I would be very comfortable with her as president of the United States. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't want to take away from, you know, people in the Senate. We talk about um, Elizabeth Warren is really being talked about a lot right now. And the big problem I see with Elizabeth Warren, because the, 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 you know, the idea is that you pick someone from the, you know, the, the progressive wing of the party yeah. to kind of yeah. – cool down all these Bernie Sanders people that are still pissed. I get that. The problem is that you put her on the ticket, the governor of Massachusetts gets to pick who holds the seat until a special election. And he's a Republican and he's going to pick a Republican. And it might, the Senate might be very, very close um, come uh, election day, uh, come the results. So that's a big problem. Um, And she's off in the Senate, dude. She like, she, she's a future leader in the Senate. That's what I see. Yeah. And, and also, another thing, like, I would say is because how Governor Kemp and Georgia's handling this issue, and so, like, I say issue with coronavirus, he is being shown that he's so incompetent that people in Georgia should have actually elected Save C. Abrams based on what she was saying in her platform and be getting on. So if she's out here in the ticket with Joe Biden, that's going to give her more appeal. If if she she should be governor of Georgia, yeah, she should be. But that's I, I mean, mean but she, hey, but I, I'm gonna leave that alone. I ain't gonna I ain't, I ain't gonna no, say correct. Um, I think that I think that she energizes uh, the the base. She gets uh, again. It's about time that a woman is mm-hmm. is, is vice president. Um, and Biden has defined himself 
Uh, he said it very clearly previously in this cycle. He said, I'm a transformative candidate. He's not selling himself like a Barack Obama. He's yeah. selling himself as a bridge from insanity to, yeah. to you know, where... That's a version of reality. <laughs> where, well, more like where the Democrat, where the younger part of the Democratic Party is. Like, yeah. you know, AOC, like it or not, is the future of the party. Yeah. And he sees himself, and he said it, as the bridge to where we get there. And... I think that that's a really cool thing to say. I think it should make people feel better um, because he's realistic. And I think he's going to be a calm hand, you know, when we've had the, a fucking crazy person who might have dementia at, at the boat, you know, it's, it's, yeah. uh, I, I, I want someone like exciting who's going to motivate the base like Stacey Abrams. I think that, this uh, this notion. The other two people that are being tossed around a lot are um, Senator Kamala from California. I've been hearing her a lot too. Yeah, Senator Harris is. Um, no. I don't know what she accomplishes other than the fact that she's half black. Yeah. And black people don't like her, and so I'm. I'm again, there's all kinds of polling that they have that says she's a smart choice, um, but there's a lot of people in the party that don't like her and she's very wishy-washy and you know she's just and her her record as a prosecutor that's the thing that's fighting against her especially in san francisco yeah so yeah and she's i get that she's uh she's a strong character but um she's she's not popular and that's what it comes down to and the other option that people are talking about a lot is uh amy klobuchar from Minnesota, who again does not excite. I get she's the idea there is we got to get you know the real America. Blah blah blah. But the thing is, I would agree one hundred percent if she had performed well in those states that she ran her entire campaign on. She didn't even like do that well in the Midwest. She's someone that again I think she's there to help in that area. That, that you know, next essentially, and someone that a lot of people say could take over on day one as president of the United States. I have no, she would be again, she should be a decent president. A decent president and a massive improvement over what we have. I mean, anybody with a fucking brain would be a massive improvement. Again, 100%. But I think we need to, we need to like, again, do everything we can to avoid another four years of Trump. But Here's my thing. I just don't, I just don't think if you have, Amy Klobuchar as the running mate for Joe Biden, that's going to get that. That's going to make it happen. I just don't think, I don't see, I don't think she's charismatic enough because you got to look at it. You look at Joe Biden, it's going to be the same thing that McCain fought, man. He looked old out there, man. The stuff that he'd been saying before, I don't know. So you got to have a strong VP out there. That's that's Stacey Abrams. I think is that's, the, that's energy. Would thank you. Energy to the ticket. I'm looking at either Stacey Abrams or Elizabeth Warren, and they're not gonna let Warren do it. So Abrams, go ahead and make it happen. I, I'm I'm praying that that's the case. I'm praying that that's the case. Um, all right, let's let's deviate a little bit. I added this to the agenda, and I you guys didn't ask any questions, so I assume you just put it in Google and, and saw what maybe I was talking about. 
Jeff Goldblum. Oh, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, I Jeff saw that Goldblum little thing that happened. Making it hot. Yeah. For people that are trying to capitalize on looking like Jeff Goldblum. The Islamophobia? Particularly. I saw that. You so, saw that? Yeah. So what he said was uh, he's on, uh, he was a guest judge on Drag Race. RuPaul. And. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not a regular viewer of Drag Race. I'm not either, but if you're going to say what it is, then, hey, you got to say what it is. Yes, so, I'm, I'm reading the summary. For the episode Stars and Stripes Runway, after mm-hmm. a main challenge centered on a political debate, contestant yep. Jackie Cox wore a blue starry hijab and a red and white striped kaftan. During his comments, Goldblum wondered about the implications of wearing an Islam-related look on Drag Race. Isn't this an interesting wrinkle, though? Is there something in this religion that is anti-homosexuality and anti-women? Does that complicate the issue? I'm just raising it and thinking out loud and maybe being stupid. Correct, Jeff. You are being... (laughs) Oh, very, very, very tone deaf as well. I could not believe he would say that on Drag Race. Hey, did, did you see the video? I did watch the video. It, it was like they were like, what the Yeah, that, like that, everybody was shocked. Everybody was like looking at him like, uh. It's like, uh, it's like he just, he just lost uh, awareness of who he is yeah. in this culture and yeah. how like people think he's the coolest thing ever. And, you know, to everyone, he loves everyone. And then he comes out and like. Out of nowhere. Like pisses on a religion of a billion and, people. And that shit was like left field. Cause like, it's really, it's really pretty crazy. Um, again, uh, playing devil's advocate, you could say that though about Islam. However, you could also say that about Christianity, and you could say that about Judaism just as much, Any, just as much. Matter of fact, I, I go, I go, and I was, and it's kind of funny. You like we talk about this right now, but I was talking about this with my, with my dad today. Name a religion, established religion, that doesn't have that has women on the same equal footing as men. Name one. Exactly. It's because religions are so old and they no, you know, none of these major religions that we're talking about, certainly. I think of course it's the cultural norms of two thousand years ago that are exactly. if, you, if you go to ultra orthodox Jewish neighborhoods in certain places in Israel. Or even New York City. The the you talking about like Hasidic Jewism? Yes. The approach is very similar to Islam. Yeah. Like to radical Islam in a lot of yeah. these countries in the Middle East, they cover up their women as yep. as ultra orthodox Jews have uh, married women are required to wear wigs or cover their hair, and you know they're covered from head to toe. Both yep. of these religions, you know. A lot of forms of conservative Christianity, same thing. Women are required to be modest and have certain roles. Jeff Goldblum is a Jew. It's so fucking crazy that he would, it just doesn't, he has no argument and he's stupid. And, you know, there's no, there's undoubtedly large numbers of people in Hollywood and every other industry that have prejudiced views, but they're smart enough to keep their goddamn trap shut. (laughs) And, you know, I would have assumed that that would be the case about Jeff Goldblum. He did not seem like an idiot previously. He's done mostly very likable things, and he shows a a very good self-awareness. 
I don't know where the fuck it was when he was guest starring on Drag Race. Um, I, I, a lot of people know him from Jurassic Park. My first introduction to him was Deep Cover with this movie with uh, Lawrence Fishburne. And I always thought that he was like a cool dude back then. But when he did, but he, he just like foot and mouth syndrome. Yeah. If people will shut the fuck up, they make a lot more money than they are now. And Jeff Goldblum. It's mm. like it's like he was trying to be like clever in a Bill Maher 2002 kind of way when you can still like say those kind of things uh, that seem not like a racist. Hey, you got to know your audience. But that's the thing. If you on RuPaul's drag <laughs> yeah. show. Imagine going on. Yes. RuPaul's drag race. And putting out like prejudice statements. Yeah, he's acting like he's like a guest on Fox News or something. <laughs> that was, uh, I just, holy shit! It's almost performance art. It's that. That's how fucking bizarre it is. Yeah. Uh, let's get into the new music. Um, I was listening to the new Da Baby album uh, earlier today. Again, I, he I, has a new album. I, I tried, but after like five tracks, I was like, yeah, it's about to I've been I'm thinking like, about this album a lot. And the thing <laughs> is, and that's no disrespect to Baby. I, I respect this hustle. I respect what he does. But it's like, I listened to all of his last album. And this next, this album right here we talk about, what, what was the name of it again? Blame it on the baby. Blame it on the baby. It sounded the same as the last one. No, like say B, say Kate, say everything. I agree. And I, here's the thing, though. I think that he is like the Michael Bay of the rap game. These are just the Transformers trilogy right here. He just keeps on putting out just just hits and bro, hits, you know, pop hits bro. that are like he knows he's not making classics. Hey. He's not trying to make a classic. He's trying to make some chart shit. And he's he trying knows- to make as much money as exactly. possible hey. while he's in that window. Yep. I, I, I hate the. Him, you're right. You're right, Nate. You're right. <laughs> I, I can't hate at all for that because, he, again, he's showing an incredible self-awareness. This is a guy that just put out an album, what, four months ago or something? And he's talking about putting another one out within the next six months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, again, he's hot. This album's hot. Uh, it's getting a lot of attention and people like it. And yeah. But, again, it's exactly like his other stuff. And yeah. he does, you know, he's very aware that he's got the, that flow, that same flow, and he, and he changes it up at times. And every time he changes it up, he lets you know that he's changing yeah, it up. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, hey, respect the hustle, though. Hey, hey, baby, keep pushing. Make your money. Do your thing. A, honestly, it's, again, it's, it's an enjoyable album. There are some real bangers on it, exactly. to be honest. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. It's just like the last album, but there's some real bangers on the last one. But it's repetitively the same. Yeah. I just want to hear some growth in sound in terms of like what I aesthetically like. But hey, if that's what you're doing, get your money. I'm not hating, but I'm just, but just saying it just sounds the same. It's an album that you could put on at a party if you yeah. had parties. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Agree. It's party music. Yeah. yeah. Um. The uh, the West Side Gun project. How do we? Yes, we know. I suspect that you uh, were. No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. You said we know, but they don't know. But hey, look, but hey, pray for Paris. What you need to do? Pray for that. (laughs) Go ahead. ahead. Um, Again, I suspect we can all assume how you feel about the West Side Gun. No, no, don't assume how I feel. You tell me how you feel first. Well, usually when people spend $150 on a hoodie uh, of a project, 
they they like that project. You this could be the exception to the rule. This is I'm 60, sorry? first of all, but go ahead. <laughs> Get um, your shit up. <laughs> but no, I, seriously, how, how do you think about it? Because, hey, I, I'm the, as you say, the quote-unquote resident Griselda fan. So everybody that I'm would watch this knows listen, how I feel. So I'm a huge, I'm a huge Griselda fan. Uh, Conway, I'm listening to more Conway than I'm listening to probably any other artist right now, to be honest with you. So I'm yeah. a huge Griselda fan. This mm. is what I'll say about Pray for Paris. Mm. Uh, the first time I listened to it, I did not, I was not crazy about it. I didn't understand why people were going so ham for it. Yeah. And then when I put it on the second time, I was like, mm -hmm. okay, I get it now. And okay. it, I was on this, I was on the right wavelength for it, and it all just hit. It's a great yeah. album, great yeah. album. And, what do you think, Nate? Um, yeah, no. I my, 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 my fault. My fault. I, I thought you were finished. My fault, Eddie. Go ahead. Let me, let me just finish. We had a couple, couple more points. Um, yeah. Really like the beat selection. It's very uniform, even though um, you know it's a lot of different producers on it, uh, other than just you know usually Derringer and Alchemist. Uh, it's very shout out to Jay Versace. Shout out to him. I suppose. shout out to him. I suppose. No, no, that's dope ass beat. But go ahead. Um, I really. It seems like he's trying to make, like this, trying to make the Griselda sound as high level and as big budget now as possible. Trying to make as like real cinematic, and I really respect that, and I really like that. Um, excellent guest spots, very well chosen. Uh. Okay. That Tyler the Creator verse was out of this world. And his beat um, was awesome too. The beat he did on the other track was fucking great. Um, it's a great, great project. And you know, I've had, I've had stuff to say critical of West Side Gun's rapping ability in the past, but he he could rap his ass off, and he showed he's, this album's a really good showcase for what he can do. Nate, you are the resident youngin. Who has uh, <laughs> uh no no dude it's like not been a big you've not been a big champion of Griselda in the past. When me and Doug went to the show, you chose to stay behind. Yeah. How well, do you feel about this album? Uh no, it's really good. It's really good. It's like, you know, it's classic, like, you know, grimy, like New York rap type of shit. You know what I'm saying? It, like, it's, it's cool to say coke rap. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess it's like Coke rap, but that's not necessarily, it's more like, it's like what I think of when I think of like 90s gangster rap, you know, mm -hmm. just like a ton of piano, the beats were, were dope, but like a ton of pianos on the beats, you know, like that type of stuff. I dig that. Um, yeah, no, it was heat. It definitely, uh, it, the juxtaposition of, of the, the baby album with this is just, oh, you know, yeah. you know, if it, Clearly, they had different intentions with the projects, um, and and this one definitely, you know, has more of that classic, like this could be a classic tape type of sound. You know, like clearly wanted to put put out an entire a memorable tape that people are going to be talking about for years to come. I think. Yep. Doug, how do uh, you how much so, do you love it? I I give it legit a nine out of ten, and the only reason why I say a nine out of ten is because I wanted more on that primo beat. But he had coronavirus, so I understand. Like, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of rough on him. But this is the best project, the total project I've heard from West Side Guns since Fly Guy. And I told anybody that I, and I told, I've been listening to West Side for a while in terms of like all these projects and stuff. So 
yeah, this is top to bottom, beats, rhymes, everything, best since best since Fly God. There's top to bottom just I agree. Fly. I agree. Very good. How do we feel about the new Fiona Apple? Long awaited. Long awaited Fiona Apple. How do we feel, gentlemen? I mean, I have two, there's like two two opinions I have. Am I gonna listen to it again? No. I'm not. Do I get why it's very critically acclaimed? Yes. It's a very Do you like it though. Do you like it? I don't. It's not my kind of music. No, I don't like it. I listened to the whole tape and I was like, yeah, it's a really great songwriting. It's a very ambitious sounding project. A lot of energy and passion, but I will, I'm not going to go back because I just don't like the way it sounds. It's just not my kind of music. Okay. Fair enough. Doug? Noted, noted big Fiona Apple fan. Acclaimed Fiona Apple fan. So what did you, what, what were you think? what were you thinking, A, when I asked you to listen to the new Fiona Apple album? I mean, whenever you, whenever we, you sent the list over, I looked at that, I was thinking it was all hip hop, first of all, and I got to that, and I was like, hold on, what the fuck is this? And I, I heard, heard the first track, I was like, no. Second track, no. <laughs> Third, no. And I damn near wanted to send you a text in the like, group there, like, what the fuck did you send me over here? But I tried to give her a chance a little bit. I just, no, nah, I'm not feeling that shit. I'm, I'm, when I hear her, I'm hearing Alanis Morissette. And yeah, I just, so, I, I straight up, I, I mean, I respect her, but I, that's not my type of music. She so. made it in her bedroom, that album. And Doug, so to, to put it in perspective, the reason, the reason I listened to it is because this album was the first 10 that Pitchfork has given an album since My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy in 2000 and what? Uh, Pitchfork 10. needs to hire me more people then, because that was not the 10. I do, but that's, that is like the acclaim that it's getting. Oh, I understand, and I and agree. That's, and that's, why one those, that's one of those things, it's like, when you, when you hear some shit like, like you said, like, that's like Source giving five mics to an album. That shit don't ever happen. So when you get here, here that's like, oh, I gotta hear it. But when you hear it, you disappointed. It's like, oh, this is what a ten is to them. Cool. I'm not gonna listen to what the fuck they're saying anymore in terms about critic, crit, uh, criticizing music. That's them. But hey, get your money, Fiona. I I, I don't know anything about music. I'm just hey, I, I just listen to it. I ain't making money off music. Do your thing. Do your I thing. I enjoyed it. Um... Again, it's not an album. I've I've been a Fiona Apple fan for a minute. Um, it's very I I really like it. I'm not the same person that I was when I first became a Fiona Apple. I was not I'm not about the same kind of music. Um, Are you like serious, you know, man? like hip hop was like fifty percent of what I listened to at the time, and now it's you know like ninety percent. So, but at the same time. As a as a songwriter, as a producer, I have a huge amount of respect for this woman because it's yeah. a very interesting sounding album. Um, she did it all herself, which is so fucking impressive. And she's an yeah. she's an amazing songwriter. I think she's hey. yeah. I respect musicianship, but my thing is it's just like Prince may not be for everybody, but Prince is for me, and he's for most people that you that you heard. But Fiona Apple, that's a little bit different. Yeah, I get so. it. It's not it's not everyone's taste for something they want to put on in the background yeah. or or you don't want to ride to the new Fiona Apple album. I get that. No. Thankfully, no. we're no one's should be riding right now. So, we don't have that issue. 
Um, I liked it. I'm not going to probably be returning it to it that often, but I, I really did enjoy listening to it. Um, let's see. Hey, shout out to that BC Boys book you got in the background. I like that. That's dope. I like yes. that. Yes. Well, we'll get we'll get to that in a moment. We'll get to that yeah. in a moment. This is That's the Beastie Boys book. Yeah. All $50 of it. But it's, it's $50 well spent, I'd say. We'll get to that. We will get to the uh, Beastie Boys. Um, division. Let's talk Division. Now, mm-hmm. I, you know, I love a really good R&B album. Uh, I'm, yeah, I fucking love good R&B. Um, I like really ignorant R&B, like explicit shit, you know, that just gets right to the point. And I like grown-ass man uh, R&B, more mature shit, like, yeah. you know, Fonte's Project for an Exchange. You know, that's grown-ass man R&B. I like shit uh, like that, too. D'Angelo. D'Angelo, yeah. obviously, is a good... Uh, well, yeah, he, he's a perfect example of, of the grown-ass man. He's the, he's the prototypical one. Yeah, what yes. I would say about this Division album is it's a good mix of the two. Mm-hmm. And it is full of bangers. Like, it is full of very good bangers. Very well-written, very well-sung songs. That part, up. that party next door song, I was really fucking yes, with that. Yes. That shit was dope. Oh that my shit god, was dope. Yeah. Um, the, bo- the song with Buju Bonton was yeah. Oh, yeah. I was fucking with that too. Honestly, this is an album you can listen to all the way through. I'm really was taken aback again. Nate, you said uh, you've been listening to him for the for a minute. Uh, <laughs> I haven't. I've been sleeping because this is a great, 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 great project. Yeah, dude, I think I, I think I heard about them. Uh, when I was listening to that Spillage Village album, remember that I was telling you guys about? Because they, yeah. they're like, I think they run in the same circles, or so, or like at least the Spotify recommended them to me when I was listening to that album. I know so, divisions from Toronto, I believe. So, gotcha. I don't know. so definitely not not the same. It must just be similar fan bases or whatever. The algorithm somehow put them in front of me a, a little bit ago. The algorithm knows all. Yep, that they do. But um, because because hey, that, like before I switched over the title, Spotify told me to listen to Rock Marcy for a long time because I kept on listening to like Griselda and Currency. They're yeah, like, well, hey, listen to Rock Marcy. That's an easy one. That's not so, a big leap <laughs> there, Doug. But no, nah, but I'm, hey, but hey, all right, whatever. Go ahead. <laughs> what, what, Go ahead. So did you? How'd you feel about? How'd you feel about the project, Nate? Oh, it was awesome. I mean, like I will, If we're giving out a ten, I say seven out of ten, because uh, you know, just being fair, but. I mean, their instrumentation is awesome. You know, they're, they're, they're like their the quality of their voices when they're singing compared to the instruments that are playing, it matches it well. Like that's why I look at shit like that. Like, cause I grew up on like Quincy Jones and like Smokey and stuff like that. So I look at instrumentation as you got to be on point. And the vision, everything I've heard from them is on point, including this project. Yeah. Nate, how did you feel? Yeah, just a real high quality tape. I like the features a lot. I love that part of next door track um yeah dude, it's just like you know it's just good ass r&b uh it's yeah yeah mm-hmm. nothing else that. groundbreaking nothing that's gonna like change the genre but it's real solid you know now while we're talking r&b you know back to the more ignorant explicit variety uh sex tape four by or by the dream oh dreams oh that one okay my bad I was did, you, got, did you guys listen to sex tape four yeah how did you feel I, about that? I don't think I heard that one. 
I mean, it's fucking just a dream. Anything he makes is awesome. Thank <laughs> so, you. Man, I mean, Simon like, was hard as fuck. Yeah. That shit is so yeah. good. I don't know why he's still not on top because he's making like just fucking he, hits. He doesn't want to be. He's just yeah, making money true. on the side, like on the B side, just like kind of like just being chill. Because that's the thing, whenever he was singing, like back in the day, like like what was that, like 05, 06, probably a little bit like around that time. No, era. Around, I'm not sure. Like middle school, so like 07, I guess. Right. So, like there you go, around then. But, like he was making money then. But if you on the backside, you making like money on production, what you got to really do? So I'm saying, like, the he, thing he, is, like, I was like, thing, he was a just made money that way. He's so underrated because, A, yeah. he's writing all these songs. Yeah. He's producing all these fucking songs, which yeah. are bangers. Like, this dude knows his way around a fucking synth. Like, and, the, like, honestly, these songs are really, some of them are old. Some of them are, like, demos from, like, when he was, like, really popping and shit. But a lot of this is, like, new shit that is just fucking bangers and heart the songs are so well written and i love his voice i love his fucking voice, yeah, his voice hey he's just... he, he's talented but you gotta think about it though like not a lot of people want fame they want the money but not the fame oh so i got, mean he... when you put out this again this is this is sex tape four meaning last year he put out sex tape which was a three album uh project all about fucking all about having sex like the album opens with the sounds of yeah. two people having sex and just all the songs yeah are- i got through i got through like halfway of it but like three that's a little bit too much man yeah it is it's again that's not you're not gonna get on the charts with like yeah. some of these song titles are bananas like this dude just is like uh let me pull this shit up um yes yeah, nice. but like why you pulling that up it's just like like he that he did a song of that Jay Electronica project, right? And that shit was one. If two you songs. Want to think about it. How many? He had two. He had two songs on there, I believe. Damn. Well, I'm talking about. The, I'm thinking about the one like well, uh, we gonna see that one. Like we gonna push. Like I forgot how it went, but uh, we gonna see like that kind of like rhythm like that. But you think about shit that Dream does. He's a fucking legend. Like just alone, just on his beats, but. A lot of people don't want to be in a spot like that. They just want to make their money and just move, keep pushing. So, number ten on the project, fuck my brains out. Um, it's pretty much most of these tracks. Um, and but at the same time, like his writing is so good. Like when he talks yeah. about shit, like I can be like, man, that that really. I've yeah. had similar thoughts to this dude. He's really really good at getting in touch with his feelings and getting in touch with like commonalities among what men have to deal with. I love the fucking dream. And, and uh, women too, because you look at his title ca- entire catalog in terms of songwriter credits, that should blow your fucking mind, man. Oh, he's, he, again, his shit, man, he was like, he, he bit off Prince a lot, but like he bit off Prince like in a way that like, I'm so, is he beautiful songs, just amazing, beautiful songs. Hey, speaking of which, did you did you listen to that playlist between him and Sean Garrett when they had that IG battle, quote unquote? No, I didn't because uh, you know everyone was just talking about how drunk and fucked up Sean Garrett was, so it was like detracted away from how talented t- these guys actually were. Like the dream has to like make excuses for this guy like being such a fucking mess. It was like an embarrassment because these are like legends and shit. Sean Garrett doesn't get enough respect. Number one. No, yeah, just just I'm just gonna name some of the dreams hits here. 
umbrella that he wrote umbrella rihanna single ladies no church in the wild baby justin bieber yes yes he's, I'm saying, he's man. nuts man i'm saying and he's and it's an like, amazing producer and singer like but that's he's what I'm, so fucking underrated it infuriates me but that's what i'm saying it's like it's he's underrated because he doesn't want the spotlight like that if he wanted the spotlight he would not be underrated but there's certain people that just want the money, and I can respect that. Give me the money, fuck that fame, just give me the bread, and that's how Dream went. That's what I would do too. All right, I mean, I, that's what that's exactly what I would do. But I, exactly. I don't know that that. I, I, who knows? Who can who can speculate? Let's talk about that R.A. the Rugged Man album. That shit was hard, man. That shit was hard. I that shit was hard. What's the name of it again? All my heroes, All my heroes are, dead. are dead. Yep. Very much uh, an appropriate title for like such an angry um, album and an angry dude. This is what I'll say. I don't listen to R.A. the Rugged Man. Like I've been aware of him since for you know twenty years since I've been listening to hip hop. Boo um, affiliate. But he's no one has ever like denied how talented this guy is. Um. And but I've just never been a regular listener. But people have been saying since this album came out how good it is, and it's, it's one hard. of the best albums of the year. It's rough. I was blown away by how good it is. Uh, yeah. He produces most of the tracks, and these are I like, didn't know that. oh wow, Where? oh yeah, wow. He's, he's producing a lot of these tracks, which are really really good, and um, he is he at times. He's too much. At times, he like gets into this angry, like. Bro, it ruins. Honest, I'm not even gonna lie to you. It ruined the entire <laughs> tape for me. Those two songs ruined the whole project for me. Like I which, listened to it. Which which ones? Uh, definitely Angelic Boy, and then uh-huh. uh, man, the other one that was super weird, where he just graphically talks about raping someone. I'm just like, I don't yeah. need to hear that shit. Yeah, that Secondary loser. Hey, well, that that, that that I don't know if it's that that the school shooting one, the one you talking about, Nate. That's the dude. That that's was, the one you talking about. Okay, then that what I was like. All right, all right. So, so that's like coming from like the Eminem school. Oh yeah, great. Dude, I felt like I was fourteen. Like if I had listened to this when I was fourteen, I'd be like, oh man, this is the best. You know, this song, like, dude, it reminded me of Uncommon Valor, but without the history of the Vietnam War. You know, that's like. <laughs> You know, like without like the backdrop of it being a war and stuff, dude, was way too much. Talking about killing people, shit in his pants. He is the school shooter. It's way too much for me. It was wild, but he. You don't, you don't want to really. You 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 can admire songs like that as like art, but like you don't want to listen to them. You know, you you're you're always gonna skip past those exactly. Songs. Like you hear that and one this time is a in a good set. album with some good yeah. songs on it. Yeah. And to Dude, me, it ruins the vibe. It does. Yeah. That's it, the, one, like, like, the one with Jazzy Jeff, that, that shit was dope. What was that? that dope. The one that one where DJ Jazzy Jeff was mixing. Oh, that yeah, shit yeah, yeah. was dope. But it's just like, I guess you hear those songs and like the one he was talking about his family and shit, like where his sister was getting raped and some shit like that. Like that shit. I mean, you hear it one time and just skip it. It's like, yeah, yeah. I, I, guess I respect it, but is, those like stick out so much. Like the rest yeah. of the tape is real good, and I actually liked a lot of the songs. A lot of features are real dope. But like when I think about it, those are the two songs that I think about first. You know, he because showed so 
much. Oh yeah, no, it it took it took it like brings the fucking needle yeah. to a fucking uh to a scratch. Like like you <laughs> you you like he shows that he's not just a one-dimensional rapper on this. Like he he like shows that he could actually be on like hits and shit like at times. You're like, wow, this dude is really like versatile with this shit. But he's too versatile as you know, like with these songs. Like and but at the uh, the album, if you like hip hop, you need to listen to this album because it's yeah. a really, really good fucking album. It's yeah. full of good songs. Um yeah. definitely recommend that shit. Um in terms of these uh few good singles that have come out the scots oh, dude fire i'm excited the fact is it, that is it, they're, they're calling themselves the scots and that it's just oh travis scott and kid cuddy makes me think they they got more stuff coming right like, i was gonna yeah. say I, I i haven't heard anything that that's like and confirmation that this is a full-length project but the, the scots is pretty slick too yeah think about kid cut that shit was real slick it's very like very that. good i like the name and yeah. the idea of a Travis Scott Kid Cudi group, I, right? I, I would fuck with that. I would Woo. fuck with that. Even if even if it's one project, oh, that's I would all fuck I with want. That. God, that, yeah. but you know that that would be dope. I'm yeah. sorry. Ugh. Just Dude, keep Kanye then, out of it. Exactly. Keep Kanye out of it. And then look at and then if that happens and it's a hit, which it would be, look at Kid Cudi's discography. Like, yeah. whoa! It, it, like yeah. one more really crazy dope collab album would put him into a whole different level i feel like you know because yeah. i feel he needs like, to be brought back into the moment exactly. that's what he needs because he's everybody fucks with him everybody likes him as a right. person and he like innovated a lot of content that's mm -hmm. like now mainstream in hip-hop and he doesn't get credit enough for that and so i think he really needs to be brought back into the mainstream and I, a fucking project with travis scott would would do wonders obviously um let's see what else what do we got we got uh yeah Zay Rashad was pretty good the uh the, the burner yeah. and um the the burner and um and uh be real project Los Meros man bro so I was you want fucking with it I didn't Here's the thing. To it. I really was every song until burner came on the track and I was like why are you on here you should have tried to listen to it Y'all gotta stop he's hating terrible. on Burner, man. He's terrible. Stop he's really bad. He should have DJ Khaled it because the oh, features are on. good. You got Ty Dolla Sign on there. They're good features, and they do a good job. They're not throwaway features. And then he comes out, and I'm like, he's very bad at rapping. Like I said this to to Nate earlier. Like I am literally a better rapper than him, but I don't rap anymore because I know that I don't like. I'm not that good, and he, it's like. People keep lying to him and telling him that he's that good because he's this guy that owns the number one uh, weed company, you know? Look, I mean, like, there's there were some that I looked at it was like, all right, yeah, that wasn't that great. But he ain't as bad as people <laughs> think. So, but he ain't as bad as people think, though. I mean, people need to let him live, man. I, I fuck with Burn. I fuck with him. I fuck with him. Anyway, moving on. Don't be hating. <laughs> moving on. All right. Uh, let's do... Uh, you, uh, let's see. Yeah, I, I was not crazy about the uh, Isaiah Rashad single. Yeah, not, I mean, I, it's it's. Isaiah right. I, I like the Sir single a little bit more, where they had the video with the King of the Hill ship. That shit was dope. Did not that see that, dope. but I will have to do that now. It was dope. Matter of fact, I think it was that single you were talking about that you sent in the group chat. I think it was that one. Matter of fact, 
I have no oh, recollection. Uh, it's even worse than if I sent it and I have no recollection. Um, the new single from Kid Cudi, the single uh, "Leader of the Delinquents." No, I fuck with that. That shit hard. Yes, I fuck with it. I fuck very, with that beat. So. It's very simple. You know, it's very simple, yeah. and it has like that basic, like classic Kid Cudi formula, like yeah. that just feels right. It feels like a Kid Cudi song, and it's just good. It's just a good song. First time um, I actually heard it heard it was whenever uh, Virgil Abloh was uh, doing the uh, the album release with uh, West Side Gun on Twitch. I thought that shit was like an old song. I, was like, I ain't heard of this. And I heard it was a new one. I was like, okay. That's the first time I heard that leader of the delinquents. I recorded it eight years ago. Really? Yeah. Wow. This, this delinquents one? The delinquents. That shit hard. I First, fuck with it. So that shit hard. There's a reason it sounds old because it is. Cause yeah. What, what other new music? Did you guys listen to the song that I've been trying to get you people to listen to? Dealer by RMR. Rumor. Dealer. Oh, I heard that. You guys are fucking whack. This is like everyone else is catching on to this fucking guy, and you guys are just. No, I've heard it. Bro, but I don't think I heard this song. Just, He's only had. Song? He has two songs. He has two songs. You're the one that's. Yeah, okay. That's where I heard it. This dude. Yeah, I, I heard that. Like, like, I haven't heard that, but uh, that mob, I tried to text y'all, the uh, Benny the Butcher and uh, Rick Hyde, and I uh, think the other. <laughs> and people. you liked that as well. Nah, but like the beat, the beat was tough. <laughs> No, yeah, obviously you haven't heard it, but the beat was all right. I, uh, like, I did like, hear it. It was good. Uh, yeah, I like it. I really like the new, uh, what's that Earl Sweatsh- uh, that, uh Tyler? Yeah, Earl, Earl Sweatshirt and uh, Mexo. Yeah. Riot. There's, what? No, Riot. it's not that. I don't yeah, think it's, it's called a, that. I'm, I'm like nine. Uh, whole World. That's what it's called. Oh, oh no. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that yeah. is a step up. From the recent output of Earl Sweatshirt, that song is. Yeah, a, you know, you, hey, song. stop hating! I fucked with that. Uh, I think it was like something in Clay. Bert, I, I forgot what the fuck it was called, but I fuck with that album. That's a good I, album. The, uh, no, the no, new that, that Tyler the Creator remix that's out is uh, yeah. a work of art. That song is is amazing. Yeah, but that um, feet of clay. No, nah, that's one of the things. Like if you if you listen to feet of clay the first time, it's not gonna make sense. Listen to it a little bit. That shit's hard. That Earl, hey, don't be hating on Earl. Don't be How have you? Did you guys uh, hear that new the new Juice World single, Righteous? It's really good. I have. Very very I good. It's, good. Okay. it's a very good showcase of how talented he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. Juice World. R.I.P. Fred the Godson. We got we got yes. R.I.P. Fred the Godson. Yeah. A very talented wordsmith. Unfortunately, that's fucking passed away of uh coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. Um, a couple more things. Let's talk about. Let's talk about the Michael Jordan uh documentary, The Last Dance. How do we feel about that, gentlemen? I what do you mean? How is it? Is it living up to the expectations that have been building it's for the last be, it's year? It's living beyond that. It's yes. living beyond that. Beyond it's, any expectation. It's um. It's amazing. It's it's really, really, really good. And it's and the Bulls and the Bulls will be back. Just so you know, as resident Bulls fan here, we are coming back. Yeah, Kobe White and Zach Levine are going to do it. I would um, say, yeah. I, this is what I'll say this, about the documentary itself. Um, perfect for people of my and Doug's age range, people in our early to mid thirties that remember Michael Jordan. 
but like don't remember we 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 were like aware of the press and all this other shit that was happening all the stories that you know that the media was talking about we we were we knew who michael jordan was and we're watching the games but we didn't know all this other shit that was going on this is perfect for us and it's perfect for people Uh that are that that just did lived completely outside of the michael jordan era like you did uh uh nate and it's it's so fucking quality and it is like like really real like it's it's way realer than i expected it to be stuff was funny man yeah, I put it like this: as a as a, a guy that lived like in uh, the shop when that shit was going on, but I was very young. I vividly remember where I was at when John Paxson hit that three against Phoenix in that '93 thing. But I I wasn't aware of like the Detroit rivalry and shit like that because I was three four years old. I don't remember that shit. But yeah, and, and very few people outside yeah. of like sports writers and other players were probably aware that Michael Jordan and Isaiah Thomas hate each other to the extent yes. that they do. You know. Yeah. And um I I think what this documentary has done and I've watched up to episode 8, you know, these leaked episodes. Oh dude, I, I don't spoil it for me. I'm, I'm not going it. to. But this is what I'll say up, uh, about watching it that far. I feel like you got to say, you got to I feel like Michael Jordan's the greatest athlete that we that we've had. You know, um <laughs> it's it, that we've had, you know. Yeah. In modern times, you look at just like the, the his ability to make his entire team like up to a certain level that they weren't capable of doing, you know, previously. And and just so many, so many aspects to this man. His level of dedication is just yeah. alien like is alien like. And it's fucking amazing. Um, yeah. Really, really good. My second favorite ESPN 30 for 30 after OJ made in America. We'll end on this note. We'll end on this note. You brought attention to the Beastie Boys book. Uh, this week, uh, the Beastie Boys uh, story came out on Apple Plus. Did either of you guys watch it? I don't have Apple Plus. So. It came for free with my new iPhone, which is the only reason why I have it. Because um, it's really not worth the money. Um, that being said... Uh, the Beastie Boys story, uh, you guys should watch it somehow. Uh, it's very, very good. Um, you know, it's a two-hour documentary full of really good fun footage, you know, that people haven't seen previously. It's very well done, directed by Spike fucking Jones. And, oh, and here's the thing. Uh, I know Nate has not really listened to Beastie Boys as much as he should have. Because, you know, a lot of younger people in, in hip-hop... Uh, don't really give them their due because there's three white Jewish guys. I get that. Um, however, you talk to the elder statesmen of hip hop, people like Quest Love, and they'll tell you that the Beastie Boys are one of the greatest groups in hip hop history. Um, to me, they are the greatest group in hip hop history because they ha- had so many great projects, truly great projects, and the sound changes all the time. It always yeah. changes. They never rested on one sound. They, they, yeah. you know, they put out an album, Check Your Head, where they played the instruments like through the whole fucking album. And it's an amazing album. Yeah. Um, Beastie so, Boys. Yeah, we'll check the book out for sure. We'll check that out. No, check the movie out and then buy the book, you know, whatever. But the movie yeah. is great. You really, everyone should listen to Beastie Boys because they are great. They sound 
they they got a classic sound that's not going away anytime soon. That holds up very, very, very well. I keep getting messages from Doug to hurry up because he's got to urinate, and I understand that. So we will end it on this note. Everyone, please stay safe. Observe social distancing if you have to go out. But please don't really go out if you don't need to. If you got, if it's like, oh, I need some corn for this recipe, make it without the corn. Um, and uh, be safe and uh, and well. And uh, listen to the music that we suggested in the Beastie Boy story. And uh, Doug, Nate, uh, any last words? Peace. And the Bills still gonna suck with Josh Allen. Holla, holla back at you. That's not a good thing to go out on. Um, I don't. I don't think so. No, we we also uh, I'm going to state that we I'm very excited about our Jake Fromm selection. Um I'm the last one on this. Very psyched about Jake Fromm that we managed to get uh in the 5th round of the NFL draft as Buffalo Bills. Um I think we'll be good this year. I think that we will win the AFC East. The Patriots are not going to do it. Um the Dolphins, I mean again, tanking last year, getting all these good draft picks, who knows? On that note, uh, be well. Bye-bye now.